Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, and welcome to our world. Tonight, we have a jam-packed show for you. Biden's Department of Justice is not messing with the state of Texas, who passed the most outrageous abortion law to be passed in the history of this country. The Department of Justice sues the state of Texas over the new abortion law. Also, a few nights later, they asked for a federal injunction to stop this outrageous law from going into effect. Also, Californians waste millions of dollars for no reason, and I'll tell you why, because guess what? They still have the same governor. Governor Gavin Newsom, as I predicted from the very beginning of this, he is going nowhere. Mickey Minaj needs some attention because she's telling the media that her brother did the vaccine and it made an impotence. Only she used some other outrageous words because she is a nasty mouth woman and she needs some attention because Carly B's taking all the attention from her. Also, lots of states are going with vaccine laws and it's very confusing to the public because some judges say yes, Some judges say no. Also, the Princess of Pop has a very special announcement. We'll let you know what that is. Is that enough for you? Also, we have a song pick of the week that we were going to do two weeks ago by someone that's incredible in the pop industry right now and someone that's in the pop industry that is on the last yellow winding road. We'll tell you what that means. So sit back and relax, grab your favorite cocktail, and I'm your host, John Hollywood, with All You Need to Know Radio with our co-host, Almost Woolworths, high above American Wealth, USA headquarters, Las Colinas. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. 
downtown Dallas. Get ready, everyone. Broadcasting in America and around the world as America's number one show. All you need to know radio starts right now. All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. Almost Wolvers with Wolvers and None. Our co-host will be joining us right now sitting in for him. Well, actually, Almost is with us, so we'll welcome Almost to the show. The Department of Justice sues the state of Texas for the new abortion law. Let's tell you about that. The Department of Justice sues uh, Austin, Texas. Thursday and to at sued Texas to overturn the new state law that bans most abortions enacted <laughs> arguing that it enacted an OP you'll explain that almost defiance of the Constitution the lawsuit filed in federal court in Texas asked a federal judge to declare the law is invalid to enjoin its enforcement to protect the rights it has of Texas that is already violated. This law has been in effect for a while. The act is clearly unconstitutional as the United States Attorney General stood angrily at the media chastising the Republicans for doing this purposely. Does he have a point almost? I mean, yes, he does. As um, I previously explained on the show, the 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 law of the land in Roe v. Wade and in a case called Casey, which is very important um, about abortion rights, has clearly described that uh, abortion is legal uh, up until the time the fetus is viable. That's the critical legal test. Clearly, at, for example, seven weeks post-conception, the fetus is not viable. Um, and so the Texas's new law is just obviously and blatantly unconstitutional. Um, the what we what the, what the Justice Department has has done is it's asked the federal court in Texas to immediately enjoin or block the new law from being in effect, which would revert back to. I guess the, the typical standard in, under Texas law prior to that law taking effect. And I think they have a reasonable chance of prevailing. I, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it depends exactly precisely on the legal details of how the injunction will be crafted. But I think that the Department of Justice will probably prevail. Now, will this ultimately end up before the United States Supreme Court? Maybe, but maybe not. It's unclear. Have you heard where Amy Coney Barrett, excuse me, let's give her her dues, the U.S. Supreme Court just that took, you know, Miss Ginsburg's place, which, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. she must have rolled over in her grave when that happened. But Amy mm-hmm. Coney Barrett, the justice, says that she is concerned at how the public is taking the way the justice, the way the, the court is ruling 
I'm trying to find the actual article because it's actually pretty interesting. Well, I recall that she said something along the lines of we're not partisan hacks. And um but they're acting that way. It was exactly. And you know, she stated that after just having been introduced by Mitch McConnell at Mitch McConnell's library in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, if you're not partisan, that's an awfully strange forum to say, to, to, to make that case. Like if, if, if you're, um, if you're trying to convince people who think you may be a partisan hack, that you're not a partisan hack, Making it in act a act like a partisan hack, right? Right, but, but but doing it at McConnell's library after McConnell introduced her, it's so tone deaf. Um, and as we've previously described, the hackery that that occurred here on the United States Supreme Court was that they, in a very cowardly way used a administrative procedural order, the shadow docket, to deny the request for an injunction that would have stopped the Texas Supreme Court, excuse me, the Texas um, abortion law for going into effect. And they did that without a hearing, without briefing, without an argument. And it essentially overturned Roe. It overturned the legality of abortion in Texas, which has been the law of the land for 50 years, with, without a real hearing. So that, you know, when people call them partisan acts, it's for that kind of thing that they're, they're, they're cowardly. You know, if, if they want to change the law, then at the very least do it after, which I think they shouldn't, and I think it would be bad policy, but obviously the Supreme Court is, is capable of doing that. But if they do that, they should do it after a full hearing, um, you know, with appropriate briefing from both sides, and then with a reasoned decision that's not just a couple of sentences, which is what the, the one that overturned Roe in Texas was. It was this very short, unsigned per curiam decision um, and it's inappropriate. Okay, well, Copperhead's joining like us. Hacks, so they get called back. Absolutely. So Copperhead's joining us. Copperhead, give me a second. I'll ask your opinion. I found the article. Uh, Amy Coney mm-hmm. Barrett insists Supreme Court justices are not bipartisan hacks in the wake of the Texas abortion ruling. Uh, she says, Donald Trump's appointee, Amy Coney Barrett, has rejected the assertion that the U.S. Supreme Court compromises a bunch of the partisan hacks days after it passed a controversial 5-4 to four judgment back a Texas restrictive abortion law. To say the court's reasoning is flawed is different <laughs> from saying the court is acting in a partisan ma- manner. Miss Barrett, I respectfully disagree with you, and you should really go back to law school if you actually believe that. Because I'm not a lawyer, but when there is a law in the books that says the abortion law, it is the law of the land and has been for decades. If I sound angry, I am. And I'm not a woman. But I don't understand why women cannot, why guys cannot let women just make their own decisions about their body and let this be done. But when the Supreme Court does not even uphold something that is already a law, there is something shady in the U.S. Supreme Court going on. 
Well, well, as I said, John, they actually have the power to do it. They're, they're, they're the only people who have the power to change the law, the interpretation of the law like that. But to, to so what's do the so, purpose of a law? Well, well, because they, okay, that you, you're asking a very complicated question, but it's basically I'm a complicated the, constitu- the, the Constitution, <laughs> the Due Process Clause of the United States Constitution, provides for certain rights, and there's no codified law, okay? So there's no statute, there's no federal law that codifies Roe v. Wade, that codifies the right to abortion, okay? What, what, the, what the United States Supreme Court did in the 70s in the Roe case was when it got before them, they crafted a test and they said, you know, we think the Constitution grants individual women the right to choose an abortion as long as it happens before the fetus is viable. And so the, the Supreme Court of the United States made that law on the basis of a constitutional argument. So there's not like a, a statute. There's no um, bill that was passed by the president. Right. My mistake. Um, but but the, so, so the United States Supreme Court could reinterpret the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution to say, actually, we were wrong in, in Roe v. Wade, and women don't have the right to choose an abortion um, pre-viability. Um, but, but my point is that by doing that on a shadow docket procedurally without a full briefing and without a full hearing is grossly inappropriate, and it is partisan hackery when you view who signed those and when looked at in the context of 50 years of anti-abortion activists by the religious activism by the religious right particularly by the exact same people that Cody Barrett um, has, has been following for many many years I mean she you know, herself is a, is a bit this. of a religious zealot I'm sorry I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stop no you're mm-hmm. fine you're, you're saying exactly what mm-hmm. I'm saying and then we're going to move to Copperhead. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, if he walks like a duck, sounds like a duck, probably a duck, takes a packer. Go ahead, Copperhead, your, your comment. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you're just talking about a, um administration who was put there to do this. I mean, we have Kavanaugh, we have Amy, we have the newest ju- Supreme Court justices who are all writing documentations and writing papers long before they were nominated to be Supreme Court justices about this particular issue and how they were going to overturn mm-hmm. it. Now that they're there, they're writing the shadow document, which by definition just sounds like it's a dark and scary thing to be dealing with, to do exactly what they said they were going to do and not consulting the other, ju- the other justices that are there. They're just pushing it through as a small majority. So, so the normal way very, this should have happened, the normal way this should have happened, the DOJ should have filed what they filed or actually – before the DOJ got involved, there was there was a, a a lawsuit or complaint filed with the Department of Justice. They should have stayed that law until, like almost said, there could have been briefs submitted. There could have been a hearing. Is that what you're saying? Almost is what they should have done. Uh, I mean, you're getting some of the the legi- the, uh, the procedural details slightly incorrect, but you're basically you're basically right. That's that's basically what I'm it saying. Heard out that they signed into effect. They, they, they needed. They needed to 
when there was the motion to stay, there was a motion they, they, they should have granted. What they did was by, by failing to grant basically a routine motion that would have let the law, that, that would have maintained the status quo while we, while we argued about the constitutionally, constitutionality of the law, they, in a shadow docket, did, did not grant this routine motion, which caused the law to go into effect. And it, it's really complicated from a technical perspective, and it doesn't really matter. What, what your listeners need to understand is that this was irregular, and it was partisan, and um, it's before. very different. They should be outraged. They should be outraged. Absolutely. They should, and every woman and and thinking man should be outraged that they're you know it it's, it reminds me John of the gay marriage issue you know fine if you don't want an abortion don't get an abortion don't stop somebody else from getting one who cares exactly. the only reason they care is because of religion and that first amendment forbids the entanglement of religion and state. You know what I don't see almost is when I'm looking this hmm. up online is I don't see whether it's been granted, the injunction was granted or not granted. Isn't that something granted pretty quickly? Well, that's yes. Well, it was denied, and that's that that denial um, ah, is, is precisely. That. That, that denial is precisely what caused the law to go into effect. Now, the, are, if you may be, we may be talking past each other. The new lawsuit right. that was filed by the state of Texas, excuse me, was filed by the DOJ against the state of Texas, I believe today, that is, I think it's pending. I don't think that's been ruled upon yet. Yeah, no, that's no, what I'm talking about. The document and everything, uh, the the procedure that we're thinking is irregular at best. Has it ever been even attempted before, or is this the first time something like this has been pushed through? In this procedure? That's a very good question, um, because it, I can't it, find any other the answer. The, the, so so uh, after the show, the research for you to do is is shadow docket, sir. And and right. the answer to the question is that it has been done in the past, but but far more rarely. This current court, the Roberts Court, has been using these emergency stays or denials of emergency stays to craft law way, way, way more frequently than prior courts. For example, uh, your listeners may recall the uh, the overturning of the Supreme Court's overturning of the CDC's eviction moratorium that happened maybe a month and a half ago. That was done on the shadow docket as well. Um, so, so the the answer is it had it did happen in the past. It happened under Obama and Bush and Clinton, and it, it's happened recently. for years, right? But it but it was, it was happened very very infrequently in past administrations, and in the Trump years and the Roberts Court, it's increased significantly. Um, you, there, there was another ruling about remain in Mexico, the remain in Mexico policy, which was um, arguably one of the more cruel um, immigration policies that were, were handed down by the Trump administration. Hey, real and, quick, explain, uh, that rem- explain what ahead. that was, because a lot of people aren't going to know what that means. 
Sure. So, so when you have an asylum claim, so if you're an asylee, a person who is fleeing their country for fear of reprisal or, or violence, and it's quite common in um, Central American and Northern South American countries for the asylees to appear at the, the United States border with Mexico to try to claim asylum. So like if there's a Honduran street gang coming after your family, you may trek a thousand miles over the Mexican desert and appear at the port of entry at El Paso, Texas, or at, uh, you know, Juarez, Mexico. And at that border between Texaco, um, there used to be in, in prior to Trump, what used to happen is the asylees who were claiming asylum, they were claiming a legal right to be in America because of fear that they were going to get killed by gangs in Honduras or whatever. Um, it used to be that the asylees would wait in America. They would, they would you know, be tagged and get given a case, basically, to um, – where they have to return to court and prove to an administrative law judge that they really are um, properly asylum seekers and aren't just doing it for economic reasons or something like that. Um, and it used to be that America, the asylees waited for those hearings in America where it's reasonably safe and they may be able to find things like shelter and jobs and food. Um, but under Trump, and particularly Stephen Miller was the architect of this policy, um, he's a ghoulish figure in Trump world, Stephen Miller, um, he, architect, he, he made it so now asylees have to remain in Mexico, but the problem is they don't have good ways to access the American justice system while in Mexico, so they're not sure when their cases are going to get before the administrative law judge. So they're sitting in border towns like in Tijuana and in Juarez and in some of these other border towns where they where can get murdered and stuff like that. Exactly. They're, exactly. They're subject to violence, co coercion, poor health care, um, homelessness. I mean, it's terrible. And they used to be able to, but they, they can't leave the border because they have no money and they have no, um, where to go in Mexico, their whole country is a thousand miles south. And if they go too far away from the border, they might miss their hearing <laughs> to become oh, a pilot to, to actually right. get, get into America. So that's the Remain in Mexico policy. I hope I did a reasonable job of reporting that. Um, but the, the point that I was making is there was legal challenges to that, and the uh, United States Supreme Court did the Roberts Court, the current court, um, basically said that that policy had to remain in place while litigation about it was pending um, on the shadow docket without a complete hearing. And I think that that's inappropriate. It should have been stayed and we should have let the people back in. But um, I think it completely undermines the reason the people came to the United States anyway was to get away from being right. killed. That's what they're claiming. And, you know, the truth is it is a true fact that not every person who claims asylum is, is making an honest claim. So, some of those individuals who claim asylum are really just doing it for economic opportunity, and they're not really doing it um, because they have a true fear for their life. And, and, and that's why we have – You know, one thing that I and heard – 
One thing that I heard over and over from the Republicans and Trump himself, God help us, was that people Mm -hmm. were basically human trafficking people over here, that they were taking little girls and just to get themselves over the border easily, be easier, easily because we let Ameri- we let families get through better than we do just individuals. Is that true, almost? Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in um, immigration issues, and I don't want to misreport facts, so I'm going to say I don't know. Okay. I bet that it happened at least a couple of times. I bet that it's not that common. Because um, a Trump you know, thing, the, the problem the, is not true. And, and that's what I was going to say. There's, there's, you, know, you can't really trust these people when it comes to claims made about immigration. Do you remember the, the, the caravan that was coming in the right. 2018 midterm elections? And then, you know, the stu- as soon as the election sudden, came around, the caravan just disappeared. It disappeared. So, so you know, I flew off to out of a space mountain or somewhere. Go ahead, Copperhead. Right, and so I, I just, I, you know, I just don't trust anything that those people say. And when I say those people, I mean specifically Trump and the people in his order and other GOP leaders, as well as their right-wing media enablers, say with regards to immigration. You know, sometimes the left-wing people cannot be good either, but we should really try to focus on the actual facts um, rather than – uh, the perception that, you know, all immigrants are perfect or, you know, all immigrants are, you know, evil. It's the, the real truth is it's somewhere in the middle. It's all about the word choice. If you start referring to them as immigrants <laughs> and survivors and that sort of stuff, you start seeing them as human and you start sympathizing with their faces. Mm-hmm. When they're immigrants who are coming to steal our jobs and terrorists, they're going to come rape us and pillage us and destroy America from the inside Drug dealers. Out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of word choices that you'll hear the media choose to use, and you'll know exactly how, where mm-hmm. they stand and how racist they are as an individual company or, or individual themselves. And Trump's a prime example. They were all rapists and, rapists and murderers. That was all he referred to as for immigrants, and that's not why a lot of those people are leaving their countries. A lot of those people are leaving their countries because gangs have killed them, uh, killed their family members. They are running for their lives. They are running from their uh, – these gang warfares and drug cartels and mafias, and they're looking for something better than just always living in fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you okay. know, America is founded on immigrants, and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good reasons from an economic perspective and a social perspective to let to relax our immigration law and allow reasonably skilled individuals who want to work in America to come in. Um, But that runs counter to the perceptions of the GOP, and we're never going to get anywhere while those people still have real power. That's why we need to vote for Democrats. And, you know, we can argue about the appropriate policy that's, that's more compassionate um, for Democrats, but there's no argument that the policy put forth by Republicans, it's, it's just horrific and, and inhuman, right. as, David, as Copperhead said. Absolutely. Back to the Department of Justice sues the state of Texas mm-hmm. over the new abortion law. Just joining us, that's what we were talking about. So do you think the Department of Justice has a good chance of getting an injunction, an injunction to stop the law? I, I do, and I, I haven't seen all of the details or read the um, – complaint, but I, based on my understanding of what the complaint alleges, the answer is yes, I think they can win. 
Well, it says something about uh, it's settled constitutional law that a state may not prohibit any woman from making the ultimate decision to terminate her pregnancy before viability. The lawsuit reads, but viability has done just that is what mm-hmm. the attorney general. Right. States. And so my, my, I think they have a good shot at winning. My point is I haven't looked at all of the legal details. You know what, though, that's kind of funny about this, if you can kind of make anything funny about this. The Republicans have to be sitting back and going, Mayor Garland should have been uh, a justice. He could be sitting on the Supreme Court right now instead of doing, taking this action against them. But because mm-hmm. of Mitch McConnell, they're not doing that. He's the well, what presumably, he, you, know, you know, Biden would have a different uh, Department of Ge- uh, Attorney General, but I, I, I understand that the schadenfreude is real. Exactly. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right, so we're going to skip a commercial break. California definitely has money to burn. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. wasted millions and millions of dollars on 40-something candidates trying to do something that this show and myself called was never, ever going to happen, and that was the recall of Gavin Newsom, their current uh, governor. Of course, we called it like at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon that Gavin Newsom was going nowhere. But, uh, but almost you had specific points you wanted to talk about it, so you have the floor. Thank you. Yeah, well, obviously it's something like 64 to 36 or something. Newsom absolutely crushed the field, and as expected, in solidly Democratic California. Um, The thing that I wanted to talk about was the claims of fraud. Um, And, you know, it's easy to kind of joke and laugh and say, ha, 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 Larry Elder set up a website claiming voter fraud before the election had actually been before the votes had been counted like that's that's so ridiculous it's funny but it's also really dangerous and shows that this appears to be the new modus operandi the new thing that the gop is going to do it's basically if we win it's because god willed it if we lose it's because there was massive fraud and you know, an allegation well, of fraud. Specific about this. Let's sure. say that there was a video video out there, and now I'm forgetting it was a black gentleman who has a radio show. And if you that, went on to Larry a website, Larry yeah, Elder. If you go onto a website, it mm-hmm. actually already foresaw the future of Gavin Newsom winning, and it started saying early, early in the afternoon there was fraud. That's what you're talking about, right? Exactly. And and so it's like that's so ridiculous. How could a person claim fraud in an election that isn't even over yet, um, which doesn't know the results? I mean, what if he was going to win, right? Um, but I'm just following in this difference of Trump. Correct. Correct, Copperhead. And, and that's what I'm saying about it's – we need to view what Trump attempted to do in – the coup attempt that began a couple of days after the election results in, you know, November 8th or something and lasted through January 6th. Um, we, we need, need, need to prosecute him and to prosecute the multiple other high-level enablers. 
who have not yet been charged um, with planning this seditious conspiracy. And because if there's no serious consequence, if there's no serious consequence for falsely claiming fraud and trying to overturn the results of an election that you of a legitimate election that you lost, they're going to keep doing it, and they're going to keep doing it over and over. And going to it's going to erode confidence in, and legitimacy in the government, and it's it's really it gets, problematic. It gets an open forum for them to start giving more and more restraints for voters. It's going to give more and more restraints mm-hmm. for every voter, and they're going to keep manipulating the, series, the, the voters, manipulating the gerrymandering, and try to keep winning unfairly. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole and it's hard for a statewide office. Go ahead, John. The Republicans, they can't win unless they cheat. That's just it. I mean, that's just what they're admitting to the public when they, change, they go in the, seat, the dead of the night and they make these changes to the laws to suppress the vote for no reason based off of the biggest lie in the world. I mean, all they're doing to me, if I sit back and I look at this, is why are they doing this? They're doing this because they're worried they're going to lose the election and this is the only way they feel like they can win. Right. It goes one of two ways. You either change your platform to appease more voters so you get more votes, or change the law to make it much more hard to get voted out or to lose an election. And um, it appears that they've chosen the second one, not the first one. And my point is, you know, it's funny to joke about how poorly and stupid Larry Elder is because he's a bad candidate. He would have been a terrible governor. He, you know, had no chance of winning and he didn't win. But, but his claim of fraud, we need to take extremely – he's a joker, but his claim of fraud we need to take extremely seriously. Absolutely. We need to keep we yeah. need to keep talking about that. Music means we take a quick break. When we come back, sure. we are going to continue to talk about the outrageous statements of this awful, awful guy. Larry, what's his name? Elder, sir. Lelder, Larry Elder. That he's making mm-hmm. claims before the election was even over, there was fraud. Is that the new thing for the Republicans? That they cry wolf? You know what happened to the little boy that cried wolf too many times? He actually got eaten. This is all you need to know, Rayco. And this is John Hollywood, your host, your host, most forwards with Janine. Touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're not just making a website. You're making an impact with your blog, small business, or side hustle. It all starts when you first log into your Bluehost account. We'll help guide you through the basic decisions for setting up your new WordPress site. It's the get-to-know-you phase of our new relationship. Then check out our all-in-one dashboard, which makes it easy to manage all the major functions of your website. Think of it as your site's stylish new headquarters. From here, you can choose from hundreds of custom themes for the design you want, discover and install essential plugins for the features you need, and you've got yourself a website that can sell, share, and do almost anything. Then take your website even further with smart marketing tools that boost your site in search results and help draw in the largest crowd. Whether you're new to WordPress or a seasoned pro, our experts are just a chat, email, or phone call away to help you turn a good site into an amazing site. So come on, ready to make your impact? Start building today with Bluehost, the perfect place to WordPress. 
It has to mean something. So we make sure this means something, that we've done everything to make your shopping, test driving, and car buying experience the way it should be. CarMax. This allergy season, your eyes can feel better. Similison Allergy Eye Drops are made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals. Similison of Switzerland. Feel good about feeling better. Home, I go to smartsign.com. I order fantastic safety signs and labels. Glow in the dark sign. I got great bathroom signs. You can even order custom signs. Mom's got to lay down the law. SmartSign, America's top online sign retailer. Use offer code YouTube10 for 10% off products at SmartSign.com through December 31st. That service doesn't have fast download and upload speeds. You have. I need to order AT&T Fiber. Click or call now to get a faster internet experience with AT&T Fiber 1 gig internet. With upload speeds up to 20 times faster than Spectrum. Get a faster internet experience for less with AT&T Fiber. And get your home back in harmony. <sighs> Click or call 844-855-1993 to get AT&T Fiber starting at $35 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. If you can't turn me to stone these statues stand tall in ancient If you turn. Welcome back, everybody, to All You Need to Know Radio. That is Austin Michaels. I uh, actually met him through my friend Ty Herndon. Awesome artist. He's got a brand-new album coming out. And uh, that is acapella, by the way, just him and his guitar. He's a great, great guy. Austin Michaels. Go follow him on social media, telling everybody at All You Need to Know Radio said hello. Also, you'd like to be part of the show, call 516-531-9990. That's 516-531-9990. Make sure you press 1 so the uh, call screener knows you would like to be brave enough to step into the arena. Be ready. Make and, sure you have your facts and be stay on top straight. That's right. No, nothing from outer space, please. We can't go through that again. All right, and this is All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday night, and our co-host, Almost Woolworths, with Woolworths and Nuts. Guys, we turned 23 years old on Blog Talk Radio this week. I can't believe it. So excited. So let's talk about voter fraud in California. That was not happening. Mm-hmm. Once again, another lie. Almost. You have the floor. Yes. Thank you. So the, the real the real issue here is that this appears to be a, a tactic that the Republican Party and the GOP are totally okay with. Um, I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to remember a time when people like George H.W. Bush, the first Bush, were truly respectable people who, who were sober and um, I disagree with Mr. Bush on a hundred different types of policy, but he had America's best interest at heart and did not make frivolous and false claims. And the Republican Party just 20 years ago didn't really make ridiculous false claims like this 
with any kind of frequency or with the support of the party's leadership. And now it's just not the case anymore. And Democrats need to stop pretending like they're still a reasonable political party who you can negotiate with. You cannot negotiate with terrorists. You cannot negotiate with people who are in a death cult regarding COVID-19. And the, mm-hmm. it's, it's become increasingly clear to me that certain subsets of the Democratic establishment have kind of come to that realization and said, you know what, we're just going to go forward without you. But there's too many people who are clinging to this – too many politicians and too many individual Democrat and liberal voters – who are clinging to the idea that we have somebody who we can actually talk to in a respectful and negotiable manner. There's nobody to talk to. These people are crazy. Um, there's obviously no voter fraud in California. The presidential election was legitimate. COVID is real. The vaccine works. Climate change is real. And if you don't agree with that, we just have nothing to talk about. Um, the, 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 the problem with this tactic of alleging that every election is is tainted by fraud if the Republicans don't win, is it, it undermines government and it undermines legitimacy. And it makes people think, well, I don't need to follow the law because the government doesn't follow the law. The whole thing's a farce and it's fraud. That comes to break down in society. It, it undermines people, our people elections. People steal from – say that one more, one more time. It undermines our elections, and that's exactly yes, what their goals are. And it, and it undermines the legitimacy of Democrats. When Democrats win, if, if most of the Republicans – I saw some polling, I believe it was earlier this week, that indicated that 59% of people who self-identify as Republicans think that Joe Biden did not actually win the election, that he's an illegitimate president. I mean, that's a huge amount of people. Um, it is. And it's like a core it's easy to say that they're dumb and they're just being stupid, but – it, when you get to those kind of numbers, it's very dangerous to our democracy. And, and so to everyday people, for, forget, about, forget about the democracy. Just, you know, if the government's illegitimate, why pay taxes? If the government's illegitimate, why listen to the police officer? You know, why, why do this, why do that? I'm just going to commit fraud willy-nilly like everyone else. It's, it, becomes, it becomes bad for, for neighborhoods and people, not just the government in, in a, um, uh, you know, some sort of amorphic or, or too large sense or institutional sense. The, the, the people will get, will get screwed if a huge percentage of the populace thinks that the government is illegitimate. And I'm really concerned that that's happening right now. And that's what feeds into that cycle of if we don't believe the elections are fair, then that means we need to protect our voters and, like, restrict which voters get to vote. Well, then if that vote or something's going on, then we're going to restrict it even to more voters and make sure that there's no more voter fraud and there's nothing else that could possibly happen. And then we'll go ahead and redraw the districts to make sure that those districts are more fair. And it becomes more and more concise about who can vote and more and more concise about where you can vote. And pretty soon it's white property owners again. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I do, and I do we, think gerrymandering is a huge issue, but they're, they're slightly different. I, I, I agree with you, Copperhead. Go ahead, they all John. They back into each other. Okay, so we've got they do. Here's something that actually I just came across, and I've heard something, but now I've seen it. Uh, 
on Politico. And what I'm saying, I'm not arguing. Give me two seconds. I want to make sure this is up and running right. Good. So what I'm I'm seeing is I'm seeing that uh, there is something called the J6 coming out this Saturday. This is being reported uh, by – let me get to this again. You're talking about the rally? Um, Yes. And they're expecting like 700 people, maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's to – they're seeking – they're trying to protest the people that are still in jail – on the January 6th insurrection. I think I said the word insurrection on the last show. I'd like to correct myself for that. I do know what the insurrection was, where Donald Trump, the, the former the president of the United States, basically caused the deaths of seven people because he lost an election, which is so sad and such a disgrace, disgusting. I can hardly get the words out of my mouth. But that's what it is. How can we be having anything to do with that almost? That's, I mean, it's, that's, that it's was kind of my point I when mean, I was talking about voter fraud. It's, it, it becomes – look, I, I'm a deal maker by nature. It, it, it's, I, I, I would like to reach out to people and build consensus to politically have people come together to solve the problems of the day. The, the, the issue that has arisen – is that one of the two major political parties and many of the followers, a large, large percentage of the followers of the Republican Party, you, they cannot be reasoned with. You, you cannot speak with them in a normal and rational way using logic and facts. And, and I'm, I'm thinking with a broad stroke, okay? There's obviously certain exceptions to the rule. But, I mean, I'm reminded, for example, of a news story I read where yesterday where an um, uh, American military veteran was being interviewed on the right-wing uh, media show Newsmax, and um, – the the the, he, the the veteran like very very mildly critiqued the Trump administration's conduct in Afghanistan, and the the host cut his mic, cut him off, and started yelling and screaming. Um, and and it's you know there's if there's no logic there, if there's no um, ability to to talk with normal people about normal stuff about these issues about the serious issues of the day like problems with our health care problems with our economy problems with our environment problems with taxation you know we, we if we can't talk about these serious topics with 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 somebody serious on the other side then I suppose we just have to go forward on our own. And it's it's pressing I it would it's better for our society if there's a counterparty to, to talk to about these kinds of things, but I've come to the conclusion, and it deeply saddens me, I've come to the conclusion that in many ways they're too far gone, and we, 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 we just have to move forward without them while prosecuting their crimes, and it's, it's sad, but that's where I'm at. Okay, so let's uh, make sure that I want to also bring this in because it's General Milley. 
Have you heard about what's yes. going on with that? Let's I talk about know. that yes. a little bit. So General Milley, sure. first of all, just to let you know, the Pentagon is now being requested for uh, January 6th records. Uh, the Senate House mm-hmm. uh, Committee in in investigating the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol has asked the Pentagon for documents on the actions of Joint Chiefs of Staffs of Chairman Mark Milley and other Defense Department officials in the aftermath of the deadly attack of the mob for Donald, for former President Donald Trump supporters. Milley had made headlines in recent days following the, um, in a new book, journalists Bob Woodard and Rob Costa that the Army General took steps to restrain Donald Trump's ability as commander-in-chief by law, for launching, from being able to launch a nuclear weapons or to ensure that a war was not started. What do you know about all that? Well, I've, I've heard, you know, what's been publicly reported is that um, the, the general, who is the, he's basically the highest officer in the Army under the Commander-in-Chief, which is the United States President. Um, so he's the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And my understanding, based on public reporting, is that he personally, like he, like that guy, um, made changes to the way a nuclear strike can be launched after January 6th to make it more difficult for Donald Trump to unilaterally launch one. My my further understanding is that there was some um, tension in the South China Sea between um, China and Taiwan and Japan uh, that was happening around that time in January of 2021. And um, apparently General Milley called his counterpart in China um, on, I believe, two occasions and basically said, we're not about to attack you. Don't listen if our president says that we're going to. And there's an argument that that was inappropriate because the commander-in-chief of the Joint Chiefs of Staff serves at the pleasure of the president. I would make the argument that that was appropriate and patriotic because that president had just lost an election and then fomented a two-month-long coup ultimately ending in a violent insurrection at the Capitol, and General Milley did not know what he was capable of, and it is not inconceivable that Donald Trump would have ordered a nuclear strike or a attack on a foreign nation, but thankfully he apparently did not. Um, yeah, so I, I think General Milley's actions were courageous. I want to stay on that for a minute. Coming up in about three minutes, guys, we're going to tell you Nicki Minaj, the rapper known as Nicki mm-hmm. Minaj, is once again – lying to the public about the what happens when you take the vaccine. We'll tell you what that means mm-hmm. when she says what happened with her brother. Also coming up, Pop Princess Britney Spears has some pretty incredible informa- uh, announcement to the world, and we'll tell you what happened with that. Back to this real quick. This seems very important to me that the top general was so concerned about the sitting president of the United States because he lost an election launching a nuclear strike against a country that's scary as shit it is i mean you should be terrified the guy's insane uh, uh so let's go to a, somebody who's not a lawyer and things like that copperhead what do you think about this how does this make you feel as a taxpaying american it makes me thankful that we have people in the military that are lifelong military people 
that are not partisan to being a Democrat or Republican, and they do what's best for their soldiers. They do what's best for the country, and they're here to serve the country. And those lifelong uh, people have climbed the ranks to be four- and five-star generals and have been influenced by their uh, by a different set of people than the politicians and then the, the constituents who listen to these echo chambers. And they know what it means if a nuclear bomb goes off, and they know what it means if we go to war to China, against China in the middle of the sea. They know what that would mean if we're splitting, if we're killing all of our troops out of Afghanistan prematurely, or if we sign into a a law, a dead date with the Taliban. Those are all things that Trump was willing to do to stay in power and to try to create this chaos and anarchy so that he would have executive powers. The generals know that's not going to happen, and they know how to prevent that from happening, and they know what necessary needs to happen in the future to prevent the next crazy person from trying to do the same thing and as glad as i am that that happened is it constitutional almost i'm not sure i think you knew that was coming too. I, you knew i was going to ask you didn't you yes i did and i think my argument would be that it is and i can see a rational argument that it is not but i do not i am not a united states supreme court justice and i do not have to make that decision Okay, so let's move on to Nicki Minaj. If you don't know who Nicki Minaj is, her music is too dirty and nasty to even play on our show. Actually, that's not true. I just don't like her music. Um, But she is out there telling people that the vaccines on Monday – Go go ahead, Copperhead. You probably know where the only time you're ever going to see Nicki Minaj with a white guy, and they're standing in the same – conservative white guy, and they're going to be in the same booth together. But uh, Jake Tapper – Tucker has been reporting this, that Nicki Minaj's brother's friend has been uh, sterilized because of the vaccine. Now, please note, this is a famous person. Hearsay. We don't really – we can't – that's in not a Trinidad, That's important. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, we're talking about somebody who's kind of famous, whose brother has a friend in another nation that Fox News is wanting to go out and find because they – have heard a rumor that one possible person, the whole island of Trinidad and Tobago had to go and research this because they got inundated with so much requests about whether this was even true. They can officially say that it is not true, that they have found no cases worldwide this has even happened. And yet Nicki Minaj can just tweet it and cause enough controversy to be the laughing joke of every comedian, but something serious to be taken on because she's an influencer like this. Yeah, Nicki Minaj no, has over it's 41 really million followers. She shouldn't have done she has, that. She has 41 million followers, so she has a lot of pull. A lot of people reach. Mm-hmm. You know, she reaches a lot of people. Doesn't mean that they're smart she's people. She's definitely not a scientist. It just means she has some influence, and she used it in a very, very bad way. And shame on her. Shame on her bad. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going on in this world, I mean, we just don't need people talking badly about our the vaccine when they're lies. They're not true. So let's talk about this almost right now. There are, sure. let's see, I just got this, just came over the wire, that there are 24 states that are looking to join in against Joe Biden uh, for his, um, yeah, 24 states that threaten legal the action over mandate. Biden's vaccine, man, vaccine mandates. I mean, 
from what I'm hearing about this, the companies are doing it, not Biden, right? I mean, Biden's doing the the federal employees. No, actually, to no, actually, no. Biden made an executive order um, that says oh. that any, the, yeah, that, that any business with greater than a hundred employees is obligated to ensure that all of its employees are are, are vaccinated. Um, I was not aware of that. How did I, I miss that? Yes. That I think that happened maybe five or six days ago, and so all these states with Republican governors, um, like Texas and Alabama and all them, are talking about filing a lawsuit challenging whether or not Biden has the authority to do that. And, does he have the authority? Um, I think he clearly. I think he clearly does. Yes. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's not even close. Um, the, the states mandate vaccines all the time um, for schools. Um, yeah, exactly. The federal government mandates vaccines for um, the military as well as for uh, certain contractors where, you know, you, you cannot be in the military if you don't have, for example, a tetanus vaccine. Um, and, and so there's, Clearly, many, many years of legal authority of, and um, precedent. Actually, here's a really good one. It's a slightly different technology because it was inoculation, not vaccination. But George Washington, pre-United States, um, uh, directed that every single uh, member of the Revolutionary War Army were inoculated against smallpox. So <laughs> it's a, the, the president mandating vaccines is as old as America, um, and I think they do have authority. Now, see, that's what's good. What's, what, what is the United States Supreme Court going to do? What is the Roberts Court going to do when this gets before them? Are they going to make a partisan hackery decision and try to try to make some sort of <laughs> distinction between – you know, these prior vaccines and this new vaccine, or are they going to be intellectually and judicially honest and say it's obvious that Biden has this authority because he absolutely does. And Biden, hey, thinks he does, Biden knows he does as well. There was a pretty funny interview he gave where somebody asked him, you know, are you afraid of the Republican governors doing over this? And he just, he says something along the lines of bring it, bring on, it on, Jack, or, you know, you know he, yeah, he's, he's yeah. kind of so a little old folksy. But, uh, <laughs> is I actually really love the President of the United States standing up and saying, you know what, bring it on. The yeah, I like it too. Can, there's I two like things that are going to be interesting about this. Statistics are – sorry, go ahead. Okay, statistics so almost you wanted to talk uh, about the vaccine mandates and things like that. Go ahead. Well, well that's it. That's, that's, that's really it. I, you know, there, I, I think it's. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the country, and I think we should continue to um, ostracize and make life as difficult as possible for those who voluntarily choose to get to be unvaccinated when it's effective, safe, and free. Um, you know, that, that's the best. The best way forward is to make it hard for them to live in our society. Get the damn shot, and you can go to the bar without a mask on. That's right. So right now, 670,000 Americans have died of COVID-19. 41 million cases is what we have. And constantly, there are videos being released where people are begging for their lives for the vaccine at the very end, and it's too late. 
guys, mm-hmm. everyone out there listening to our voices, we are not saying this because we're trying to trick you. We're trying to save your life. We're trying to put our country back at a place where we can start living our lives again. Does anybody love living their life in a mask? No. But if we don't get something where we get a handle on this, this will be the norm. And I fear we may already be there almost. Uh, I, really I think do. we can kick it if we're smart. I mean, a lot of European countries and West and Eastern Asian developed countries already have very limited um, COVID restrictions because they have higher vaccination rates. We can get there with higher vaccination rates. All right, my friend, here's your two-minute Thank you. Thank you very much. And it was a real pleasure to be on the show again today. I, I, I love having this platform to be able to talk to the listeners about these important political issues. And I, I thank you, John Hollywood, as well as you, Copperhead, for all of the work you do to make this show a reality. Um, to all of the listeners, the, the, the moment we are in, in in America today is very interesting politically. We, we have um, a dominant Democratic Party in terms of popularity and the, the voters, but then the, the Republican Party has become so unreasonable and outrageous that they're impossible to deal with. And the, as, as Copper had mentioned multiple times, that the GOP is doing every, pulling on every trick in the book to try to legally, quote unquote, stay in power, even though the, the people don't really like them. Um, there's a huge swath of brainwashed people as well, and it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's scary. Um, I'm talking about the, the voters who sincerely believe that uh, Donald Trump is still the president and that ivermectin is the cure for COVID-19. Um, if, if you're listening to, to me and you're an American, register to vote and vote for straight ticket Democrats in every election from, from now until the end of your life, every single election, even the small ones. If you're not an American and you're listening to me, thank you. And consider the um, options that you have in your country to fight for um, liberalism and justice and uh, a better society for all and against the rising tide of fascism and right-wing reactionaries. Um, Thank you so much, everybody, and uh, have a wonderful evening. I'll see you guys next week. everybody welcome back to all you need to know radio that was d lupa i know i'm saying that wrong copperhead say it right d lupa thank you because i know right? I don't say it right all right so um let's get to um some information or actually some really great news that i think everybody will love 
And uh, here we go. Copperhead, so I'm going to let you tell everybody in America and around the world. This has Britney Spears. Tell everybody what her announcement was. She said yes to proposal for marriage. She's now being married to um, what is her beau's name? You know, I don't even know his name. He's hot. Yeah, I know that. Scary. She's been with him. <laughs> she's been with him forever too. But they look so cute together. That he's been with her through everything and through all of this these new trials that she's been through with her father and everything and the conservative ship. And he is excited to propose to her. And she said, yes. See, I'm wondering also if maybe the reason her father kind of backed away is because maybe they had to come to Jesus meeting. And she said, listen, I really love this guy. He's been with her for five years. I just looked it up and um, Um, you know, he's not worth be honest here. Her father backed off because he didn't have a leg to stand on. True. And he's a creep. And the guy probably threatened to whoop his ass. <laughs> well, the truth is, is he showed up once Britney Spears got famous. Once she had any sort of trouble, he locked her in. And then he has been t- sucking her dry of money for as long as he could. So the fact that he's not being sued for doing all the things he did to her is amazing. Exactly. And... um you know, the the only really sad thing to this is that Britney Spears' Instagram account has disappeared. And it disappeared because Britney's own fans were slamming her. And maybe you can explain this to me, Copperhead, because I just don't get it. I mean, why do you want to slam somebody that you supposedly love? I mean, they were like, make sure you get a prenup. Make sure you get a prenup, yeah, Britney. It, He's it's not working to anything. me that, like, they can't see love for love, first of all, or they think that she's being used, and they're worried about her and that sort of stuff. But more importantly, if she's supporting somebody and she believes in them and she's proven her, himself for the five, six years that he's been with her, I think that speaks volumes. I think the actions speak louder than words. They weren't knocking on their dad when her dad was fucking her dry. So, like, where do these little trolls come from? Well, and remember that um... – when he started going through all this stuff with free Britney, he was out there with her. You know, he was like, hey, we can do something about this. He wasn't asking for money. Nope. And he it was no funny the way that he responded. Do anything to break it up? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know how he responded to the prenup comments? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to sign a prenup because he's got to protect his truck and he's got to protect his boots and he's got to protect his hat. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, he could have actually been really – he could have been mean and disrespectful to her fans. And he's like, you're damn right. They need to sign a – we need to sign a prenup. I need my truck. I need my Levi jeans. Although I like them out of them, but we'll go that to another question. Will it last? Will it last? I think so. I mean, Brittany's done a couple of these flash pan pan fires, kind of married one day – broken up the next kind of thing. And I think she's definitely over that. So her finding somebody has been with her for five years during some of the hardest years of her life. 
I mean, this is going to be icing by the end of the, like this year. She's going to be in, in cloud nine and a half. Exactly. And, you know, so we wish Brittany the best, right? Oh, absolutely. And I really, really hope that um, her fans stop making stupid statements and stay out of her life. Become fans again. Is that just congratulate her? Whatever happened to congratulations, we wish you the best. Why do you have to get all in her business when, you know, when she married some guy named Jason something in Vegas? I remember all that. Yeah. There was a prenup needed. Do I think a prenup should be done? Yes. I think somebody should get into a marriage. However, anything that you get while you're in marriage, I think it should be separated fifty fifty. It's just my thought. What do you think? I think that couples decide how they need to handle their relationship. And if there's a need for well, a, like if you a, and I you know, were gonna get married. Would you want a prenup? Now I need to protect my truck. <laughs> see, I wouldn't want a prenup. I wouldn't need one. I do see in a celebrity situation when you have an empire to, you know what I mean? It is. It, yep. it is a lot of stress. So speaking of. That, you have a lot of employees under you that you're trying to protect too. That's right. I mean, hopefully if fans will stop doing their stupidness, Britney's going to do the new Las Vegas show again because it's all ready to go. The dominatrix tour. Who can imagine what she'll be wearing in that? And I bet her new fiance, I like saying that, will probably be part of the show. You know, because what does he do? He's a, he is a fitness person, right? And he's been in a couple of her videos, and he's been in a couple of her uh, concerts, I think. He has, yeah, definitely. Well, she met him on the set of her number one song, Slumber Party. Right. And, um, yeah. She hadn't actually really been dancing very much in the videos before that, but she lets you have it in this video, and I don't think it was for us. I think it was for him. (laughs) I think it was was showing off. (laughs) So you think it'll last? I think think it has a great chance of of lasting. She's made her mistakes. This is a good, like, relationship that stood by her and improving it to be beneficial to her, so I don't see why it should ever fail unless her fans are just completely AWOL. Exactly. All right, so let's move on to the VMAs this this year. Guess who showed up and opened the show? The queen herself, the queen mother, Madonna. That's right. To a standing O from everybody in the music industry. You know, you and I have this conversation privately, but I'll go ahead and I'll put it out there. She's when she goes on any stage, that the whole place is always standing at respect, right? You put it such a good way. You remember what you said? Well, my thing is, is that with MTV, especially VH1, those programs would never have lasted would never have taken off the way they did if it hadn't been for Madonna and her music alone. I mean, there were some other great artists at the time, but Madonna has been there every step of the way since conception. 
And so for her not to get acknowledged about setting the, setting the standards and reinventing herself year after year and coming up with a new and controversial and talk about and look like kind of concerts, there wouldn't be VH1 and there wouldn't be MTV. Well, and just, you know, the way she took over Times Square, everybody was yep. giving her a hard time about that, saying that was she was promoting something about a new album or something when they all had to put their foot in their mouth when they realized it was for MTV. Her baby. Exactly. I mean, she, just like you said, MTV would be nothing with the videos without Madonna. Madonna's and the one that made you want to watch. Her take on everything. She saw, the, she saw that as a valid art form from the get treated it like an art form, and she has used it to every extent that she could possibly use it, and she's still coming up with new ways to do it. People are talking about the way she was dressed. Think of that. What are you talking about the what? The way she was dressed. She was a little controversial and a little bit unnecessary, but if Madonna is known for anything, it's a little bit of stirring the pot. Yeah. So that's what I was like, okay, so what's different now than twenty nine years ago? Thirty years ago? When she I was mean, doing it blonde bombshells and when she was doing it in cone bras and when she was doing it in she's always been something always so do you did everybody think that that was just going to change because madonna is you know and it's the venue i mean the venue was expected the the artist is it was expected the you know there's too many ways that that if it hadn't happened we would have been disappointed well this is to madonna for all the years all the controversy, all the incredible music that Madonna reminded people to take your problems to the dance floor and dance your ass off. This is tip from everyone, myself, Copperhead, almost, Swartz. Here you go. And, you know, that's, that, that's actually very subtle for what Madonna deserves because literally, come on now. She's just. She walked out on the stage, and you saw everybody that was anybody in the movie and music industry standing on their feet. Justin Timberlake, I mean, anyone that showed the were standing on their feet, and there was Mary J. Blige. People you don't see stand up ever because they know that without her and without MTV and without VH1, that they wouldn't have made as success as they were. Did you like the VMAs as far as the presentation? Besides Madonna, she was awesome, of course. I, but the, I've only gotten a chance to watch about half of it so far. I've been watching it kind of slowly as it, as it comes through my feed. But uh, I definitely thought there were some amazing performances. Um, Olivia Rodrigo? Olivia Rodrigo has definitely right. uh, proved, proven herself. She did Can amazing you do me a favor? Because I don't think a lot of people know. You know a lot about Olivia Rodrigo that I didn't even know. Tell everybody in America, around the world, who this girl is because she's like 17 years old when she had her very first number one song that was Driver's License. That understand, guys. Remember, she had the number one, the number two, the number four, the number six, and the number ten song all in the same At week the same on time. Billboard. And no one's done that Which besides Madonna, of. Prince, and like, Beyonce. The whole thing is that we've, we've, she came from a very 
awesome launching pro, uh, platform, and she's done really well with her image and her access because she started on a TV show called High School Musical, the TV show, where she where High School Musical was a, a movie franchise that was successful for the tween age market, and now they're doing a TV show that she's the kind of the main character in. She uses that to launch her mu- her music career, so it's kind of this whole Disney. Uh, power canon, if you will, to get to this music industry, and she's using songs that are just so relatable and definitely poignant and definitely angsty for that teenage market, really well written and unique sounding, and she presents it like she's kind of a, the she knows exactly where the emotions come from, so she's done really, really well about launching her career and making herself a splash in the pond, if you will, and she's got the big Disney magic machine behind her, helping her every step of the way. I mean, I was watching her performance, and I was like, oh, my God, where's all the money coming for this? And you're like, remember, she's from Disney. (laughs) Easy call. Who do you think she'll do a duet next? Um, I'm so sorry. There are so many amazing artists right now. Billie Eilish just let off something on Disney+. Plus. Um, Tell everybody about that, because you've watched it, I think, twice. And guys, listen to him about this because I really didn't like it, but I haven't told you this yet, Copperhead. I went back and watched it again, and I really believe everything you said. I fell in love with Billie Eilish even more. Go ahead. Tell everybody about about it. Tell them how they can watch it and tell them about it. It's on Disney Plus. So for those of you who just subscribed to Disney Plus, it's a concert at um, the Hollywood Bowl. She's got the Philharmonic with her. She's got, I mean, it's just an amazing concert. The imagery and everything. She doesn't sell sex. She doesn't sell uh, nudity by any means, but she's still very sensual and sexual with some of her songs, if that makes any sense. She's very mature for her age. She does it very well. Um, What I really love about her is she is a completely unique sound, and she's not using sounds from other artists that she's sampling she's really coming up with her own stuff and she and her brother who helped write and produce all of her music have really come up with some great sounds her first album her freshman album was uh album of the year she nailed it on like every possible award show that you could possibly get and now her sophomore album is just that same vein the only artist I could even possibly relate her to would be somebody like Moby from a few years ago who had such a unique sound like you would hear his sound and you would know it was him, but it wasn't like anything that anyone else was doing until like a few years later, you would start hearing like his sounds and other artists influences like his, he would influence other artists. Uh, Billy is the same way. She's going to be, you're going to be hearing her sounds and her kind of configurations of music through other artists because it's what's cool. I mean, she's doing it in a different way than a lot of artists have done. And she kind of explained it to you on this uh, live action concert that she does on Disney plus. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you see that if you're a music lover and if you don't know who she is, it's a really great way to kind of introduce yourself to her. What was your favorite part? I really liked the fact that she kind of came full circle. She did a song called, um, uh, golden uh, golden wings and it's a song that she sang in choir and she invited her choir that she used to sing with on stage with her to sing the, the a sample of that choir song in the larger song that she was produ- or performing and it was kind of cool going from a little choir girl that she was singing in this choir to inviting that choir to sing with her while she's at the top of her game already and her the choir sounded amazing 
I mean, right. it was beautiful. Really was. Did anything surprise you that she told you on there? Or did you pretty much already know everything? Because I got surprised I, on a lot of things. I was I was really impressed and kind of surprised with how smart she is about how wise she is. There's a whole um, shrugging of responsibility and taking on the responsibility at the same time of she is not her image. She is not her legs. She is not her arms. She is not her music. She's not her clothes. She's not her uh, – she's a combination of all of this stuff, and she takes – responsibility for making herself happy and she takes responsibility for like being an example but she's not the responsibility of like what other people put on her if that makes sense and it's it's really weird how she presented it as a poem or as a song and she's so smart about what she's comprehending at the age of like 20 and you can see that on disney plus disney plus now disney plus also did something with another amazing artist too remember who that was uh taylor swift wasn't it i haven't heard anything with her and taylor swift yet no 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 taylor swift did something with disney plus where she did the recording of her album i thought was it disney plus uh no you're um, the one that turned me on to that yeah yeah uh taylor swift has one on on disney but she also has netflix's um revolution tour ah you got me to watch that too, and I, I actually was at the concert, but I actually really enjoyed just watching it too. Yeah. All right. So anything you want to cl- anything you want to close with talk, telling us about Billie Eilish? Um, not with Billie Eilish, but I will say this: uh, one of the statistics we haven't gotten to yet is uh, twenty out of the average fatalities that the sickest states, if you will, for COVID, twenty three out of the twenty five are of the bottom states are Republican-led states. If that doesn't say anything to you guys, like, that should worry you. If they don't care about the constituents, what are they worried about? So the fact that they're not getting their states taken care of and they're not getting their people taken care of, take care of yourself. Get yourself taken care of. Wear your mask when you need to. Get vaccinated more than anything, I can stress. Because the longer doesn't it also make you, we have, it also the make more we're going to be in the sick. Sick to your stomach that Texas is one of the states besides Florida that has the most cases of the coronavirus. I believe it, and we are a large state, but that doesn't give us the right to be the largest case load of this. And our we have leaders of our own that are fighting tooth and toenail to both get masks back in school. I think we just got uh, put back into timeout, so we're putting masks back on our students when they go back to school. So that's a good thing, but still kind of being very lax about the vax and we don't need to be lax about the vax you need to go get vaxxed there's no reason not to that's right and uh if you guys understand something i think copperhead will agree with me here covid19 is a very very scary disease and it's scary because of a lot of reasons but here's one main one you can carry the disease around for a very long time and not know you have it you can transfer it to people just by talking to them, which means you can be giving it to your nephews, your nieces, your sons, your daughters, your grandmothers. Exactly. Literally taking their lives because you don't want to get vaccinated. So and one more thing about that warning. too. Go ahead. The longer, the longer it takes for all of us to get vaccinated, the more mutations there are going to be of this virus, the harder it's going to be to defeat. So go get vaxxed. Help us get this put into check. 
and help us get rid of it once and for all. Here's your two-minute warning, sir. Thank you again, Copperhead. Here you go. That's all I got for you guys. Get vaccinated. Take care of each other. Uh, be smart about it. It's amazing to me that all of our leaders who tell us not to get vaxxed have their whole families vaccinated. So I agree with almost from earlier. If you want to be part of society, start acting like you want to be part of society and help society stay a society and not a whole bunch of pockets of people hiding in their homes. That's all I got for you. Stay strong. All right. So thank you so much, Copperhead. Thank you so much for being with us every week. We were so excited to have you as part of our team. Uh, also, by the way, real quick, you're, you're getting ready to launch an investigation into a senator. Tell us, tell everyone we real have, quick about yeah. that. We're actually looking into Joe uh, Manchin and seeing what his money comes from and come the other it's amazing to me how much money is coming from fossil fuels and from these little packs that he has. And it's, he's acting like a Republican, even though he's a Democrat. And it's all because what's lining his pockets is that greenback. So all you need to know, radio investigates tonight. Officially, we open an investigation into someone who claims to be a Democrat. However, I think he's a Republican in disguise. Senator Joe Manchin, we are looking at you closely. You only make $174,000 a year as a senator, yet your net worth is $10 million. 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 Where's that money coming from? $5 million of it's from fossil fuel companies. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to find that out. Thank you so much, Copperhead. Let us know how your investigation progressed. All right. Yes, sir. All right, guys, so this is John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We covered a lot of topics. The Department of Justice sues the state of Texas over an abortion law. They are moving to have an injunction put in place so this law can be stopped and women can once again get their constitutional right of what they want to do with their bodies. It's not a bunch of fat men that are racist mostly in Washington or in Texas to decide what a woman can do with their own body. Leave them alone. Also, now, you do you know you can carry a handgun in Texas and you don't even have to have a license? That's another stupid law that went into place. But more than anything, here is a figure. 670,000 people have senselessly died, mainly of COVID-19. Please get vaccinated. Tell your friends to get vaccinated. Seriously, guys. We need this to be taken care of. It's, if, if you don't do it, then do, then do it for, it for someone. someone. Make sure that you do it for your family, for your kids. We have got to make sure everyone in the United States of America is vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, eventually you're not going to be able to fly. Eventually you're not going to be able to go to a bar, to go can, to go and get food. I mean, is this sounding uh, like something you want to deal with? Your life will become very, 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 very small, and it's unnecessary. Don't listen to all the lies out there. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Copperhead. Don't listen to Almost. Go to your doctor. Let your doctor tell you what is the truth. Quit listening to all these conspiracy theories that come on. We have to really tell you not to not to drink a horse warmer <laughs> that is for a vet, for a horse. 
not for a human. It doesn't get rid of COVID. In fact, it probably will kill you faster. Listen, be smart. Stop this. It's enough. Enough is enough. Get vaccinated. Make sure that you check on your family, your friends. Try to strike up conversations with people again. You know, Copperhead reminds us that we all are the same people. Remember about kindness. Remember about thoughtfulness. I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio, live from Dallas, Texas, from American Wealth Group USA Studios. Good night on September 16th, 2021. And we'll see you next week. And keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or who to, how to make your dreams come true. Make your dreams come true yourself. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.